I'm about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll. Welcome to episode 45 of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name is Jeff Boone. I'm an A3, blue belt, two stripes. Phil Coors, A2, blue belt, one stripe. And uh, Philly, this week I wanted to recap on my training with Schluter out at the Half Gracie Academy in San Jose, California. He said you were dirty. Did he? Yeah. I mean, I mean it is prison rolls, right? Yeah. Wrist locks. Your hooks in the gi. <laughs> How'd it go? It was fun. Uh, uh, Justin, the machine holder, is the professor out there. Like like I mentioned before, trained out there before with those guys whenever I was out at our corporate headquarters. And um, he was a nice guy. He remembered me. And also met um, Eric Kwok. He was one of the black belts there. Mm-hmm. And we got to talking. And, um, and he's... A North Carolina grappler. He started way back when, and he was actually, if you recall, uh, Mazi Hideri, who Austin trains under in Chapel Hill. Right. Um, they were actually blue belts together. So jujitsu is kind of a small world. It's funny. It is funny. Uh, but but on to the lesson. We we did some um, really cool stuff, and and thus kind of transitioning into another topic a little later, but we did a lot of butterfly guard into, um, into like deep half X guard, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, so that was cool. That was a lot of fun. He was, uh, Justin was really good at teaching that. And me and Doug, you know, uh, partnered up and, and we're about the same size. He was a little bit, it's much bigger than you. He, he would say he's it's much bigger. He makes you look very tiny. <laughs> Maybe it was just a weird angle in the picture. <laughs> Could have been. He, I think he was three feet in front of all the rest of us. So oh, that's oh, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, but that that was fun. And then uh, we got in roles. Great team there. It was it was a lot of fun. As you know, most of the communities in jujitsu, whenever you go in there, they welcome you. It's it's a lot of fun. They had a lot of big guys there, which was really cool. It was a lot of fun to roll with those guys. Um, you know. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's big <laughs> to you not you to always, me Phil you always say that like oh it's a big guy <laughs> shocker <laughs> uh, no but, but we had a great time and uh, and Schluter thought I was going to be talking trash about him the whole time I'm not I'm not it was fun we had a good time yeah you know it's training do All what right. you do did you did you partner up with him in class I did, yeah, yeah. We worked together. Any, any tips for him as a training partner? Um, for him as a training partner, no. But I will say something about him. You know, he has a taekwondo background. Okay. And before class, when he was stretching, he could almost do a complete like he was literally an inch oh, really? off the ground. That's crazy. It was crazy. I was like, what the. Well, you know that you just don't expect to see that out of someone his size, right? That's funny. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's got a little bit of a gut on him. You know, his wife's been getting on him about that a little bit. I've heard about that. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, Slutty. We love you. Um, But yeah, it was a great it was a great training experience. Really uh, fun to train with those guys. How many times have you trained with them now? It's twice now. April. I looked it up. It was April 11th that I trained with them last year. Oh, okay. And it was also funny because Rob, one of the guys, one of the blue belts there, um, he. He said, he's like, oh, yeah, I remember you. You like half guard. So I've been training half guard for a really long time now, <laughs> at least a year and a half almost. Hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was funny. That's interesting. He remembers that. It, it really it really is. And I think back on it, like I think back on the visitors who have come in uh, to our academy, like the one father, I think it was father-son team. They were both purple belts. I don't know if you were there on that Sunday rolls. I, that does not sound familiar. But but um, the one the one father who was really good purple belt and um, he was he really liked half guard too. So I thought that was you know I'll remember that. I don't remember his name, but I'll remember he yeah. likes half guard. Yeah. You know. It's funny. I don't know, is there any others like that that you remember coming in? No, I don't remember anybody coming in that liked a specific position like that. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think, you know, because like Brad, whenever he would he would come in, but he he, he does was a lot just, of guard stuff. He's good he at everything. Really good at yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he moved away, by the way. I saw that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was a great time. Enjoyed the training, and that segues us into my uh, my deficit at at uh, Butterfly Guard. Yeah. So we did. Not only did we do it there in California, but also in Sunday rolls, we were doing uh, position specific sparring, and it was Butterfly Guard, and I was with Delvin. Whose was that? Roland asked for that one. No, um, who did ask for Butterfly Guard? Because that's interesting. That's not one that comes up a lot, but I like that we did it. It's not. Yeah, that, uh, we should. We're definitely going to be doing it more. Yeah. I can't. I can't think. Oh, I think it was Bob that okay. asked for Butterfly Guard. The the new blue belt that yeah, yeah. came from Chicago. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So, so that was, that was really cool. Cause, cause it was horrible with Delvin cause Delvin is bigger than me. And it was, I was terrible at butterfly guard and mm-hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't fun. So it's hard to move. Yeah. So therefore I'm now looking on YouTube. <laughs> Roland sent me a link to, to this one butterfly guard. Like, concepts mm-hmm. video which i like yeah i like i thought it was helpful you watched it too mm-hmm. um but that's something that's on the list of what to work on okay you i feel like you get you have a lot of opportunities to work on it because you work on open guard stuff a lot anyway yeah and especially with that one video showing how to do it from half guard how to do the grapevine in on the inside leg and mm-hmm. then transition to getting out the knee shield and getting in the hook. So yeah, I'm definitely going to be working on that a lot starting tonight. Nice. Now, do you like the, the like the regular butterfly sweeps that they do like one way or the other way They kind of go back and forth for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. And I find myself in those positions, you know, a lot from half guard. I mean, you, you get in those positions a lot from half guard and I, like doing it but that traditional that traditional butterfly was 
it was just tough. I mean, it's just, it's just something I need to work on. Yeah. Okay. So, and we had a request from one of our listeners that said, you know, we're always taking a shit on ourselves on how bad we are at stuff. Mm-hmm. And just to qualify that is we're right where we need to be for our belt level. But as Daniel Cormier and many others have said, there's levels to this game, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. in the overall grand scheme of things, we're not really good at much. So that's just a qualifier in that. But what we are, we're what, what uh, a strong point to my game that I feel that I'm, that I want to talk about where, you know, I feel like maybe I am a little bit better than my belt level at is side control. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and that's probably due to many years of wrestling, you know, 14 plus years of wrestling to, right. to hold people in that position. So they wanted us to kind of talk about that and, and specifically what, what it is that you feel, uh, the reason for that is. And, and the reason for it for me is that I feel like I have, uh, principles of base in that side control position because it is a pinning position right and that's what the objective in wrestling is is to pin people right and so um so why i may be better than than i would be normally at this belt level i think is because i understand the concept of getting my knees wide apart having them underneath the armpit so that they can't get frames back in and also controlling that space like Roland said controlling that space between the armpit and the knee right and that's you know that's what I feel that's why I feel that's probably a strong suit for me yeah I mean, always comes back to time and the amount of time you spent practicing it 100% and even though I didn't know at the time that it was going to benefit me later it sure did right Cause I mean, I'm, again, I'm most comfortable if I had to pick what I was most comfortable doing and the highest success rate, if I was going to do something would be attacks from the closed guard. And that's just because that's what I've spent the most time doing. Um, so yeah, that would always comes back to that. And that's what's so frustrating when it's like, you think about how long you've spent not good at a position or a technique. And it's just always comes back to, well, you weren't even trying didn't didn't really try to do it right or you didn't put yourself in that position to begin with right so yeah i mean there's a common theme to this right and while the black belt said consistency in training is the biggest key to success so mm-hmm. i feel like we're going to get so much out of that episode for years to come yeah fundamentals and keep showing up yeah 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 that's it yeah i feel like i personally the last couple months of doing probably 90% fundamental classes or more has been very beneficial. I, I don't know. I feel like I've gotten a lot stronger in that area of getting on top, actually attempting sweeps to private on this, on the sweep that we did helped a lot. Drilling it helped a lot and trying to do it helped a lot. Imagine that. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, you have you have improved uh, drastically in that in that uh, realm. So we'll keep doing that. We'll keep training in the bad positions. So I'll now that I know how bad my butterfly guard is, I'll keep training in that position. That's what I'm going to work on and 
guess what? You know, we talked about it a little bit earlier and that, that, um, we're both pretty happy with where we're at right now in training. And, you know, I can't remember who said it, but to be happy with where you're at in training, but never to be satisfied with it. Right. Yeah. You know, so I feel like now that we acknowledge that, that we're not going to be satisfied (laughs) and, and well, I'm happy and like, Again, and like that's why I'm talking about recording stuff every now and then. I don't always do it, but I can see a giant difference over the course of a couple months when they go back and watch a competition footage or a random Sunday rolls and to what I was doing yesterday. As long as it's not the same thing. That's that's where I had a big issue with myself is when I was always in the closed guard, never trying to let people pass, never trying to sweep, only doing the same one thing all the time. That's not progress. Like it's not, I'm not as good as I want to be, but I'm happy that I've improved from where I was a couple months ago, you know? So it's yeah. like, I'm happy where I'm at, but it's not where I want to be. Yeah, no, exactly. And and you know what? We'll do that. You know, I've kind of taken middle notes of things where progressions that we've made in the last, you know, six months and we'll do at the new year's episode. I'm sure we'll do another recap of, I just saw that or the year. goals, by the way just came across that page in my notebook the other day and, and I've hit them all. Yeah, no, that's great. So we have to strive higher, right? Make more goals, Mm -hmm. figure it out. So part of that being better, part of that, um, trying to do better is sometimes you have to be selfish in your training. Mm -hmm. Right. And that was, it was actually after a seminar and professor Steve Hall told me, and I'll never forget. He said, Jeff, you've got to be more selfish at times in your training. And just to clarify, that was, was not that you have to be selfish all the time. Right. Because I enjoy the time I spend with the new white belts that come. I'm, I'm honored that John, our professor likes me to be with them and on those times, whenever um, we're doing the level one fundamentals, we've got a new curriculum that we've just started in our new schedule, right? We've got level one and level two fundamentals. Don't know if I should talk about that or not, but anyway, uh, <laughs> with the curriculum. But anyway, our, our schedule's changed always for the better. And so whenever it comes around to the advanced, I think everybody has an advanced class, right? Every school has an advanced class then I'm going to pick you or seek, you know, like I trained with Luke Friday night, one of our four strike bound belts. I love doing that because mm-hmm. he teaches me so much Yeah, uh, every time. So that's an example of me being selfish with my training. Right. How about you? I try to, uh, and I'll grab people that like when you're rolling that I think I can, train what I'm trying, the specific area I'm trying to train. Like we train together all the time, but if I'm trying to work on the areas that I'm weak at, you're not the person for me to grab. It's just not it. Like you're not trying and I still can't sweep you. Like that's just not going to happen. Like I get it. I know you're presenting opportunities and you think they're there, but I'm not, I'm not there yet. I need to grab other people and like work my way up. So everybody else, most other people there, I can try you know, there's up to a certain level that I can try to work on my weak spots, which is what I've been really focusing on the last couple months. Um, 
and that's me being selfish is, is grabbing all those people to work on like what I want to work on. Um, mm-hmm. I do try to split up the round a little bit, like in my head of if I, you know, can do a, a couple sweeps essentially, and then I'll go back and I'll start in a worse position and try to work my way into that position again to sweep whatever. Um, but I will, I have been recently on the, on the being selfish side, trying to like figure out the sweeps situation because it's not good. I think I should be better than I am at trying to sweep you, but like you give me opportunities and I mean, you're essentially playing dead and it's still, it's still tough to get that sweep. So that's just what I've been kind of grinding away at. Just trying to figure that stuff out. So I'll grab newer people, um, or smaller people and try to try to get that figured out. What smaller people? The children. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can like, sweep the kids. You're like Kramer on the uh, <laughs> Seinfeld with the kids class. Uh, <laughs> Basically, yeah. That's why I started going to the kids classes. <laughs> Practice sweeping. Yeah, so... So, yeah, I mean, and that, that brings me back to that quote that uh, Rafael Lovato Sr., whenever he was on a BJJ Brick podcast, said, train 50% for yourself and 50% for your partner. And I think that's, you know, I think that's great advice. And it's it's, it's something that we should all strive to do. Uh, that way everybody gets better, right? You know, and and I want to present those opportunities to, to you and to others to, to do that, you know, and and get in those bad positions and, and work out of those bad positions, work out of them with people who, who, um, you know, are better than me and work out of them with people who maybe aren't, aren't quite as good. Um, just to, just to see what works on both sides of that. Yeah. And totally just lost my train of thought as what you were talking about. Yeah. I don't know. Totally lost what I was going to say. Yeah, you'll, we'll, you'll come back to it. Um, but also something else that that, that the uh, one of the listeners requested. Go ahead. I, I remember now. It, it's also a selfish way to think, or not so selfish, but when you're helping the other people as they progress, especially to our level right now, it doesn't take very long for somebody to become competent enough to be, you know, challenging for me. Sure. You know, so it's. Six months or so, somebody could be an extremely good training partner for me and you, you know? Of course. So it doesn't take all that long to, uh, you know, you feel like you're training with brand new people to kind of get them up to speed to the basics idea. And then, you know, if they take to it, they're going to be some of your best training partners aren't that far behind you, you know? Yeah, 100%. You're exactly right. So, I mean, in a way you're selfishly grooming people to be your training partner. Always. Yeah. So that, that's what I was, yeah, that, that kind of just flew out of my head there for a second. <laughs> Gonna need you to step up your game. Yeah, me. I know. Holding me back. <laughs> uh, so, so one of the listeners also requested, we kind of recap, and I think we've talked about this before, but I think it's always, it, it's always good to talk about. And that is rolling with different people, right? Different ranks, ranks higher than you, ranks lower than you, um, kids, um, the spazzy white belt, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, and, and 
listen, I'll say it now. I've said it before. Everyone. Well, I don't know if everyone. You were never really a spazzy white belt. Maybe. Um, at times. Were you? I don't ever remember you being really spazzy. I still get spazzy on top because I don't know what I'm doing. I just kind of well, run around yeah, up there. That's different. Yeah. You're not. You're not spazzy injury prone. No, I was usually a little slower because I was always trying. That's one of my downfalls, I think, is that I'm too slow because I'm always trying to reassess what I should be doing. And I just tend to do better when I just do stuff. Right. But. Unconscious conf- competence. Yeah, I haven't reached that yet. No, I haven't reached that. It's just that when I'm not waiting, trying to decide on what to do, usually just doing stuff tends to work out better or I get swept. I don't know. Yeah. So, so, uh, give us, give us a little advice, Phil, on, on rolling with it. And listen again, I was the spazzy white belt. I was big and and thank God I didn't, I don't think I really hurt anybody, but it's a recipe for disaster that, um, but you know, Take us through what you do with a newer spazzy white belt. Most important thing is just being calm, I think, because that kind of, the energy always tends to feed off each other. People tend to feed off, you know, like if you're getting all, if you respond with the same energy, especially if there's a giant skill difference, it's going to not end well, you know, for anybody. Sure. I think if you just kind of take it easy, relax, and kind of calmly show them, it doesn't matter how much you're freaking out. Like we need to, there's a reason people are doing certain things. So I, I think, I think being calm and just kind of controlling the situation is the ideal solution for that one. So you're not going to like choke the shit out of them like five times and then go from there. Calmly. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> just, just calmly do it. No, I, I think that's good advice. I think something I'd add to that is that, um, is that to just control them, right? Especially if they're a lot bigger than than you. Yeah. And and to just control them, control their posture. Because guess what? If you've been doing this for a lot longer than they have, they're likely to run out of gas fairly shortly. Yeah. And another thing, like for somebody like me too, because I'm like 155 pounds, you know, not that big. So soaking wet. Even if like a bigger dude gets on top of me, that's brand new. Like we start out because this happens a lot. If you don't start, you know, standing because we don't have a lot of room, we'll start like kind of on the knees or whatever position. It's you don't just really start on the knees. If there's a lot of people, I mean, or you start in the guard or something. Yeah. But I mean, there's just there's not enough room for thirty people to all right. standing up. It's not right. going to happen. Um, that sort of just goes into the pushing match. And I lose that one a lot, you know, when it's just two people trying to shove each other over like the mm-hmm. kids do. Um, so they may pass the guard right away or whatever. Um, even if they get on top, they, they don't know the next step, you know. So it's it's not that big of a deal. Again, kind of comes back, I think, to staying calm. And they'll make a mistake. They'll give space because they don't know how to take it away. They don't know that, you know... Even if a lot of times they think they have, um, they go for some sort of like paper cutter type choke or whatever with no real anchoring sport or whatever you want to call it. They'll move on because they they won't have the confidence and stuff. So it's always going to come back to just staying calm. You'll get back to the better position eventually. Um, 
But yeah, I know we've talked about before, like matching energy and stuff. And I try to do that. Usually I'm trying on the bottom, like to come up and that's like a energy conserving energy idea for me. But I think that works definitely with new people that are like spazzing out and stuff. And if they are doing things that you think are going to hurt you, you know, let them know because they don't know. I struggle doing that, but you know, I'll tell everybody else to do it. So, so you, I'm going back to I'm going back to what you said there at the beginning because I've never started on my knees with anyone ever. Really? Okay. Ever? Like I've always I've always just uh, conceded um, because I like working bottom right, and people are happy to work top position right. So I just always concede that bottom position. I'm, yeah. I'm not unless you know unless like I'm going with legs, and then he'll concede that bottom position to me and immediately sweep me um, right but but yeah i've never i've never been in that pushing match i've never done that okay that it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me i mean it doesn't really but it's more okay. it's more with newer people i would say because i've been trying not to start in the guard try not to go to my back so i end up in this weird position where it's like i don't want to just start on the bottom because i can't sweep and I know if I get there, I won't. So I wasn't going to my back. They don't know to go to theirs. Oh, uh, okay. So I'm in this weird thing. It's not, a, I understand it's not a real position and it's not ideal. But as a higher belt, I'm not going to tell somebody to start on the bottom. Yeah. You know, it's, it's never even crossed my mind, honestly, before this point. So that's where it kind of ends up. And it kind of ends up in a little bit of a pushing uh, match, which That's usually doesn't go really well, s- and it, you know what? You know what? It always comes back to, what? man. If I just know how to sweep somebody, this would not be an issue. If they push yeah, me back it just to sweep seems them. Silly, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Huh? I'm so glad I've never on started sweeping. on my knees. I think that's. I'm just gonna say, I think it's stupid. <laughs> okay. I mean, I I don't know. I I'd rather it. give up the position. I gave up the position the entire time I did jujitsu. I was trying not to do that anymore. Gotcha. It's all, yeah. Once I figure out, I can't wait to just watch one time when you're doing starting on your knees. I think that would be gonna be silly. Then I'm gonna make fun of you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because you should start on your back and sweep somebody. Agreed. Yeah, I should be able to do sweeps. Can't. You know, working on it. (laughs) But I've I've been standing, starting standing a lot more than I had in the past. But there's, you know, not always enough room. Yeah, but no, and we do start standing whenever, you know, whenever it's not a pack class, it's not a, right. a, a fundamentals class. So we, luckily, our academy's busy. That's a great thing, mm-hmm. and we've got plenty of training partners. But sometimes, you know, you that mat space is at a premium, and you can't start standing up. That's why, you know, in Sunday rolls, we'll do the the rounds standing up and stuff like that because there's not usually thirty people on the mat. To where we'll have room to do that. Yeah. So, uh, another case, and, and I don't really differentiate this again with kids or no kids, male or female. It's the different styles, different styles of rolling just based specifically on size. So, you know, I'm rolling with a kid that I'm going to play bottom, right? And, and, you know, they're a lot smaller than me. So mm-hmm. I'm going to play bottom and just uh, roll gently, but also give them feedback such that if they're doing something 
right that they gain that position or they gain that submission, right? Because they're doing these things right. It shouldn't be a penalty to them that I'm that much bigger than them. So, so that's that's kind of what I do with uh, no matter who it is. Again, kid, no kid, male, female. It's based upon size. If if they're smaller, I'm going to try to match their strength, um, you know, or or use less and do that. What are you smirking for? <laughs> just calling bullshit, but that's okay. What are you talking about? Nah, just you just power. I mean, you're Jeff uh, Boone. You know, that's every technique I see. <laughs> the grunt test. Yeah, grunt test. That is a lie, Phil. All right. You really think that? No. Okay. I'm just giving you a hard time. Good. I just wanted to oh, get man. under your skin just, there for a second. It's getting nervous. <laughs> it's like, really? I don't think I'd do that. But uh, self-conscious about it. Um, but no, I mean, I think I think that that's just, you know, that way, that way everybody's getting better and they, they get that feedback of, you know, if they if they don't sweep me right or if they don't set, set it up correctly, then I'm not going to. I'm not going to be swept or I'm not going to be passed or anything like that. But if they do, then sure enough, that's, that's good. Mm-hmm. Any other gyms? <sighs> you know, just do the technique right and everything will go good. You know? Yep. I'll repeat it. The grunt test, do the grunt test. If you have to grunt, you're not doing it right. I grunt all the time. Never works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John Jacques Machado was talking about that on the uh, Joe Rogan experience. Yeah, I'm like halfway through that one. That one's I like that one a lot so far. Really good podcast. Highly recommended. I don't remember what episode it was, but it was the last week or so. Yeah, it's on new. Joe Rogan. Yeah, he covers a lot of stuff about not getting injured and things like that. Some of the history stuff is really cool too. Um, I'm just not up on a lot of what the history side of things, but um, talking about like longevity and stuff is always appealing to me because. I don't want to get hurt. I'd rather train, you know? Yeah, no. And he, <laughs> I mean, he addressed, John John Machado addressed that in yeah. there. And he, you know, cause Joe Rogan had noted that he'd never really seen John John hurt before. Yeah. And, and so he doesn't have fingers. He, I think he doesn't have some of his fingers. I can't remember. I think it's, it's either one or both hands. I can't remember. Okay. They made a comment about it. I didn't really understand. Like he was born without fingers or something. Yeah. 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 Like, interesting. A, like a really small hand. I don't know. I, I'm not sure what that's called. Um, I'm not sure what that's called, but yeah, it's a, hmm. uh, somewhat of a, a I, I guess a birth defect. And yeah, they just like mentioned it. They didn't like elaborate on it. Yeah. At all. I thought that was odd. Yeah. But, yeah. And you can see it whenever he's doing some of the techniques, but, but the way he overhooks, like all that's why his stuff is so good in, in both gi and no gi, because he uses a lot of overhooks yeah. and and uh, a lot of collar t- uh, collar ties uh, for doing all his jujitsu. And he's anybody doesn't know, John Jacques Machado is really good at jujitsu, multiple time world champion. Um, but yeah, he was just saying, you know, the the big thing was that if you're if if you're trying to put too much into it or or grunt, then you're not doing the move right. And so that's what he focuses on. I, I really took that to heart. I mean, I have been for a long time and it does seem to work. You know, it's not, not having to, not powering out of things, not, not doing anything that, where you have to really push your body to the limit as far as its 
strength and durability and you, you can be a lot more durable and knock on wood, you know, um, had minimal injuries over the two and a half years. Right. Bunch of just like little nagging things. No, like actual problems. Your rib. The one time. Yeah. Just nagging. Nagging. It's not like a, not like it broke anything. That's true. That's true. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's a, that's a good podcast for everybody to go out and check out. Um, and next, uh, Samantha Seth won the strawweight 115 title. That girl looked much bigger. She was like a foot taller. Yeah. I mean, but it proved to be uh, her downfall because she had a really long neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently in the uh, first round, uh, Samantha controlled the distance and, and took her down and took her back and... Uh, won by rear naked choke. So congratulations to Samantha. Really proud of her. That was awesome. Um, speaking of that, we have the new striking class that we started Friday. Yeah. So that's going to be, I'll be incorporating more strikes now into my jujitsu with you. Like start, every day. Just, just going to start hitting you. Yeah, start just testing people. Me in the face. <laughs> start testing if you're paying attention. As you're escaping, when I when you give me the mount and you're escaping, I'm gonna just try to punch you a couple times first. <laughs> Full then, blast, <laughs> blast right through the nose. Oh my god, that brings me to another thing. Did you see? Uh, who was it? Um, Perry, Mike Perry, that fight with him, and I think it was Vicente Luque. Saturday night, it was a fight night, and uh, it was a great fight all the way through. They were both blasting each other. But at the end in the third round, Vicente, Vicente Luque caught him with a knee flush to the nose. And I don't know if any of you out there remember the Anderson Silva-Rich Franklin title fight when Rich Franklin was the uh, the champion and Anderson Silva was just coming up and into the UFC from a European um, uh fight organization i can't remember who maybe it was pride i don't i don't remember who it was but he came in there and blasted rich franklin it was it was the nose was broke worse than rich franklin's nose was i mean it showed a picture of it look it up on the internet folks if if you can because his nose was absolutely smashed and obliterated and crooked and every other description you could have of a broken nose and he didn't even flinch Really? Did not even flinch. I get like hit a little bit. Oh, like, yeah. Ice water. Crying. My yeah. eyes are watering. Yeah. Like if I, if you just flick my nose, my eyes are watering. <laughs> well, I'm not so much into the striking. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it hitting the face. Yeah. Uh-huh. No. It sucks. No. no. Protect the moneymaker. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And another uh, mention is August 16th. Uh, Vernon Kirk's going out to Phoenix for... Yeah. Fight to win another. He's 2-0 now. He's going for the belt, the judo championship, against another judo black belt. And the guy's a jiu-jitsu black belt as well. Didn't he just have a match like two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Pitt- yeah. Pitt- Pittsburgh. Yeah. He won that one. That's not long in between. Yeah. Yeah. So they like That's it. Awesome. He's putting on an entertaining show. So congratulations to Vernon Kirk. Uh, anything else, Philly? I've just been having a lot of fun lately. That's all. You know what? Rolling. You know what? That's important, isn't it? And a lot of people forget that is 
big reason I like jujitsu is it's fun. It's so much fun. It's like all the other stuff seem to be side effects. I just I just enjoy doing it. Yeah. yeah. Even when it's even when it's frustrating, it's still fun. But most of the time, it's not frustrating. I don't know. I've just been having a lot of fun the last couple of weeks. You know when I realized how much fun it was, not for the first time, but the very last time I realized that was when I was out um, in California for work. And at our headquarters, they have a, a gym. And it's really cool. They have it, It's right there by the cafeteria. They have a gym. They have personal trainers there. They, they have um, like this one guy, one guy, they were doing personal training in uh, kickboxing Muay Thai. Yeah. Uh, for this one one guy. And I went in there and I um I got on the uh I don't know what you, I don't know what you call it, the little thing you do. Not the stair climber, but maybe it is. Elliptical thing? Elliptical. Elliptical training, yeah. I got on there, put thirty minutes on the elliptical trainer. Yeah. And I was like, This is freaking miserable, man. Yeah, it's stupid. And it's definitely not as good a workout as jujitsu. Yeah. Like I was just doing it because I had to catch a plane. I couldn't go to jujitsu that night. I was like, this is, this is not, not fun at all. Yeah. It sounds terrible. Yeah. And then I was like, that's why. Yeah. Jujitsu is fun and it's a great workout. Yeah. Newsflash everyone. It is. (laughs) I feel like that's why it's easier to get better. Cause it's just fun. Oh, for sure. Even if it, yeah, Even you if you're not doing well, it's still fun. I don't know. Yeah. And you think about it all the time. It's hard to explain to people, like, as I'm getting smashed. Especially, like, Sundays. Everybody's good. Everybody's big. Yeah. And, like, still one of my favorite days to go. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's fun. And then you get to think about it all the time for the rest of the week or until the next time you roll. The next day. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Also going to train Wednesday night in Wilmington. Looking forward to that. Uh, Salty Dog Jiu-Jitsu with John Salter and Joe Selecki. Joe Selecki, new to the UFC. So really looking forward to that. I can't wait. It's it's a no-gi class, so that'll be fun too. That'll be good. Yeah. Looking forward to it. I just don't like no-gi. Why? I just don't like it. You always ask why, and then you never want to train no-gi either. So... I'm on I to don't you. mind training nogi. Yeah, it's just not. It's you know, not a priority. Okay. You know, it's an interesting way to say you don't like it either. I like it. I I like it. It's jujitsu. It's fun. Right? right. No, it's still fun. It's you just nowhere near as fun. It is. I think it is. No. It's easier on the fingers. Irrelevant. <laughs> I would say the toes, but that's probably a lie. Um, <laughs> so, so Philly, for all the folks out there, tell them how they can support us. BJJCampaignPodcast.com. Uh, the Facebook group is getting more and more people every week, which is what we like to see. Um, Jeff is going to start doing instructional videos uh, and posting them. <laughs> It's not true, folks. Uh, not true. YouTube, uh, BJJ Campaign Podcast, Instagram. Um, and yeah, if you can join, if you want to join the Facebook group and get in on that, that's um, where we share articles that I think are helpful, that I like, think are interesting. Um, anything that applies to training. And memes. I like. And obviously memes. the memes, of course. 
Um, I was getting to that. Um, we need to yeah. start making memes. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. All right. Good. Well, you, you've got the uh, talent to do so. Yeah. So. Just need an iPhone. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> they don't make it hard to do. No, it's not me. Um, and then we'll be at the Toro Cup September 7th. For Toro Cup 15, all female card, helping support that, helping support the uh, Richmond Animal Shelter, I think is what the charity is this yeah. time. I think. Oh, we have no yeah. idea. I might I be totally know. wrong. I have no you know, idea. I don't really, it's a good cause. I don't, it's a good cause. It's always a good cause. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. Someone once said, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Yeah. I never let the facts get in the way. <laughs> so with that, folks, <laughs> if you're not out there doing something each and every day to make yourself better, get out there and do it. Phil and I choose jujitsu. We hope you do too. I'm about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hyped right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it, and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it goes. Right. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's, that's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. You know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll.